Hey, welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Proud partner of HuskerHype.com. Justin here along with the cousins, Derek and Tyler. So we got a great show planned tonight. Uh, we're going to play a segment of us interviewing offensive line recruit Matthew Anderson. We met up with him earlier tonight. Great kid. Great interview. We'll play that. Uh, but first, we're going to get into something that came uh, out of Husker Nation. And this is kind of big news to us because I... I certainly am not used to hearing it, uh, but no more personal quarterback coaches, says our quarterback coach, Mario Verdusco. Uh, so I just want to ask you, Tyler, what do you think of this? You know, it is an interesting decision. We, we've seen success of that in the past with guys like Taylor Martinez and other commits working with private coaches. So it is an interesting ordeal, but... Um, you know, I, I, I do trust this coaching staff. I do think they have a vision for the pro- process. Um, this is stuff not new to him. That's something it seems like Mario's kind of been big on across the board. So, you know, I do trust him. But it is kind of an unusual decree from a coaching staff to do something like that. Derek, do you agree with this? I have such mixed emotions on this. Like, Verduzco, he, he makes very good uh, points about not wanting – two or three people in his quarterbacks here trying to teach him this way or that way. And and working in a place like I work, I see this all the time where one person tells you to do things one way and another person tells you to do things another way. And eventually you just try to find your own way to do things. And that's not always the best way either. So I, so I get where he's coming from, but I guess my biggest concern on it is, are you going to scare off some top recruits that have their own personal quarterbacks coaches that they don't want to get rid of? Thoughts on that, Tyler? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know how many of these kids really get paired with these quarterback gurus until they hit college. I think if they, they make contact in the high school. I definitely acknowledge that. But I don't know if they get that kind of bond until they get into college. Um, you know, it, it kind of goes back to this whole Scott Frost coaching philosophy. He is not looking for prima donnas. He is not looking for people who are like, well, I got to have things my way. He wants people who are going to fit his system and move forward. And I don't know if that's right, wrong, or different, but that's what he's going to start off the gates on a pretty strong line with. And, and I think just in general, when you look at coaching, it is a lot easier to start off on a really strong line than it is and then have to lighten up a little bit down the road than to be the opposite of trying to be like, well, everyone could do what they want, and then two years in. No more court. Like, I just think it's easier to start off strong than try to go the other way. You guys remember when uh, Taylor Martinez was quarterback? One of the things that everybody was saying about Taylor Martinez is look, look what he's trying to do. He's going to work in the offseason with the quarterback coach, Steve Calhoun, at that time, right? And, uh, Every, he was praised for it because he was trying to get better at passing. Passing definitely wasn't his strong suit, but he strived to get better, and he did get better underneath there, uh, underneath the quarterback coach. But uh, I guess Tommy Armstrong, he worked with the quarterback coach as well. Uh, so I kind of see the good of having a quarterback coach uh, because we've seen that it works. But then again, you look at uh, Coach Verdusco, 
the guy's been coaching 40 years, you know, he probably knows what he's talking about. So uh, I wasn't sold at first. I was like, that's kind of a goofy thing to say, but uh, I, I'm on board with it. Uh, another thing that I'm not sure about is how are the rules changing? Is he able to interact with his quarterbacks a little bit more than what maybe, you know, previous coaching staffs were able to interact with their players? Tyler, do you know? I don't know, but that's my point. I, I, I was going where you were going on that, Justin, is, you know, I, I think the interesting thing about this is I don't know if I care about that, but is that going to affect some of their offseason workouts? You know, it, you can say what you want. Is it good to get different directions? But the nice thing about having a quarterback coach in the offseason is you have someone to work out with there in the summer, someone that in theory will be pushing you and making you there. If that's not the case and if Mario can't, uh, you know, work with these guys, could that hurt a little bit of off-season working out? Um, it, that's kind of where my concern would go. Well, I, I, think, I think to Ver, Verduzco's point, too, though, is if you're working with a separate quarterbacks coach, that's great if your philosophy is the same as Coach Verduzco's is. But if he's teaching them different philosophies or different, different uh, ways of doing things, it could be a step back more and a step forward anyway. Well, he says all quarterbacks are on board with this. He's never had any problems. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's probably not going to be uh, a bad thing. Uh, I, I trust this coaching staff. Uh, so let's move on. Let's play a uh, replay of our interview with uh, offensive line recruit uh, Matthew Anderson. Uh, sit back and enjoy. We're sitting down with the latest Husker offensive line commit, Matthew Anderson from Leesville, Louisiana. Welcome to the Husker Cuzcast, Matthew. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for joining us. So it seems like you're quickly becoming a fan favorite in Husker Nation. Uh, there's been a ton written about you this past week. I caught the interview with you on KLIN. Uh, what is it? It's a Husker Hour. And uh, one thing that I did not know about you headed into that interview is that last year was really your first year of playing football, your junior year. Is that right? Yes, sir. That is, um, yeah, my, well, I played, um, I played a little bit in, um, elementary school or not junior high. And, um, just cause of my size, my coach kind of was like, all right, you're, you're on the team now. Like, cause he found out I was so young and not so big. He's like, you're playing football. So um, I started playing and I didn't really have a passion for the game at the time. I didn't really understand it. I was in the right position. Um, so I kind of just kind of quit. And then I came back junior year, um, and really kind of tried to make a name for myself. So, well, so what was it that made you get back into the game? What drove you to get there? Well, um, we got two new coaches. We had a um, new offensive coordinator, Coach Scoggin, and we had a new offensive line coach, Coach Bo Cryer. Um, and Coach Cryer was a huge part of the reason that like, I really, really succeeded this year. He taught me a lot of stuff that I didn't know because this is my first year ever really playing. On top of the fact it was offensive line, and I really wasn't um, pro-offensive line <laughs> before playing this year, I was really wanting to be a defensive end or like a tight end or a glory position where I could get like all the cool stuff that comes with it. Um, so I came home and I, I was complaining. I was like, oh, dad, I was like, I'm an offensive lineman. I was like, I, I'm just going to block for people. I was like, this is boring. This isn't cool. And then um, that first game, I was hitting people and like throwing people around, stuff like that. And it was a lot of fun. So, I mean, ever since then, I kind of I really claimed the offensive line. Um um, yeah, so Coach Coggin and Coach Bo were the main factors in the pulling me back to football. Okay, cool. So let's talk about your recruitment. Uh, when and how did Nebraska enter the picture? Um, they 
they were my eighth offer. Um, I had offers. I was holding a lot of offers from a lot of smaller schools, not Power Five or anything like that. I was getting talked to by um, a few schools. LSU came by my school to talk to me. Um, they wanted me to come by their camp before they offered. I had um, Mississippi State do the same thing, Ole Miss. Um, I had a lot of like those kind of schools like wanting me to come to their camps first, and then they were like, we'll offer you then. Um, but Nebraska called me. And I was, I was really, I was like, Nebraska? That, that, that's a pretty big deal. I remember I was at church whenever um, Coach Hell texted me on Twitter. Um, and he was like, hey, hey, big man, um, saw your film, really like you. Um, send me a picture of you in a doorway. And I was like, what? I was like, okay. <laughs> so I ran to a doorway and took a picture, tried to look as big as possible. Um, and he, he, he passed my information along to Coach Austin. Coach Austin went to Coach Frost, and they offered me. And um, I remember it was like about two days after me talking to Coach Held, I got a call from Coach Austin, and he was asking me my he was asking me about my recruiting and I, I mentioned how I had a few camp offers and he kind of started laughing. He's like, this isn't a camp offer. This is a full blown offer. And he was like, so it was, it was definitely a huge emotional um, thing. My dad was next to me. My sisters were in the room. It was like 11 o'clock at night too. So it wasn't like, it wasn't necessarily early, but I was so ecstatic. I was, I was beyond happy. Um, and then I got up there for that visit and I was just completely sold on it. So on June 4th, you took an unofficial visit to Nebraska, to Lincoln. What was your perception of Nebraska and the Nebraska football program prior to that? Well, prior to it, I mean, I knew that Nebraska had such a winning culture um, and its heyday and everything like that. Um, I didn't, I was, I'm not a huge college um, sports fan. I never followed it. My family just wasn't one of those teams. We, we followed the Minnesota Vikings and whenever they lose, we just stop watching. Um, <laughs> so that, that's kind of been my, um, my introduction to football. But I always knew what the, who the Cornhuskers were, and whenever I got up there, I really thought I was going to be thrown into a crowd. I didn't think, like, I mean, it's Nebraska. I didn't think I'd be, like, a main target for them. Um, but I got up there, and they really made me feel like a, a, a priority. And once I got up there and the coach started talking to me, I spent about, like, seven hours, seven or eight hours up there. And Coach Austin, one of the, one of the big coaches, was with me the entire time, um, which was a huge deal for me because I know they're really busy guys. Um, but I told myself I wasn't going to commit my, the first time I got up there. Um, so I went up there and they were like leaning in on the question whenever they were kind of like, are you going to commit? And I was like, no, I, I have to at least sleep on it. So I was like, um, I told them everything. So they're like, yeah, we, we, we want you to sleep on it. You can just call us up if you want to commit. So I, I leave the, I leave the facilities and I'm walking back to the, um, to the, like the Tahoe. I'm telling my dad, I'm like, dad, I wanted to commit so bad. And he's like, why didn't you? I was like, "Why well, are you kidding me? Like, I didn't commit because I thought you wanted me to. You wanted me to think about it." So um, he told me to sleep on it, and if I felt the same, because it's my decision. So I woke up and I texted Coach Austin. I was like, "Coach Austin, I was wondering if I could sit down with Coach Frost and you guys all again." And he was like, "Of course." He was like, "I have a humongous smile on." Like he was, he was happy, like really happy. So I got up there, and um, I had the pleasure of committing in person. But I said I wanted to do like a silent commit, just because I wanted a chance for my friends to get noticed by colleges too, because. It's not too often that we have a lot of colleges come by um, Leesville. I mean, we have we have some like schools, but we had I think at two weeks I had um, a college every day come by to watch me work out. So um, they saw my friends, and um, I just wanted a chance for my friends to go play next level because we have a lot of talent, and sometimes they get overlooked. Um, but now we have another tackle, Monte Lynch. We have a center, Brett Pope, who's getting looked at. So I figured like there's going to be college coming by either way. So I just figured I'd just announce it when I announced it. Cool. So, so I lived in Wisconsin for a while, so I won't hold it against you. You're a Vikings fan, so uh, 
Um, no, but so you bet you didn't really follow college football much, but did you get a chance to follow UCF season last year? I, um, I didn't like follow it when it was happening. I have, um, done a lot of, not a lot, but I have done my research on what coach Frost did with that program down there and the success they had. Um, I think it really is going to translate well to Nebraska. And I mean, of course, um, coach Frost has those ties to Nebraska too. So I think it's going to be an even bigger change um with the whole culture um bringing back and everything with that so 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 when you look at that system that he ran at UCF and what he's looking at doing at Nebraska how do you see you fitting into that system um well I'm a very um the one thing I can really brag about um, when it comes to like my um as an offensive lineman being as um as not light but as being kind of more of a slender lineman I'm very athletic um and I can move around um pretty well I can um I can go to the next level and get those blocks pretty um, easily, I guess you could say, um, screen blocking, all those kind of things. Um, but I'm also a really good pass blocker, and I think they can really utilize my um, my reach in a lot of ways. Um, I don't know. It's, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think they're going to um, use my aggression and um, mindset the most. I think that's going to be what um, puts me up on the boards in Nebraska. So. Yeah, you smart, aggressive, agile. I think that's a lot of the key words that we like to hear in our offensive linemen, so that's good to hear. So you you were the 10th commitment in our uh, 2019 class. So have you begun to develop relationships with any of the other commits or uh, players at the university? Yeah, actually, as soon as you said that, I just got a notification from um, Jackson. Um, we have a big thing on Snapchat, a big, um, like a Huskers commit 2019 kind of um group chat and we talk and joke it's some pretty funny stuff um <laughs> we clown each other a little bit it's, it's definitely some good relations um i've been kind of trying to bond a little bit more with luke since he's going to be the quarterback and everything um but i mean it's a lot of fun i mean um after this i think we're gonna all play Fortnite. so i mean um <laughs> it's really it's really something that we're excited for i mean um I can't speak for them much, but I mean, um, I'm excited. I think we were all planning on taking our um, official visits together so we could kind of hang out. Um, we were thinking about the, um, the Zips game, um, the, uh, wait, the Akron, Akron game. Um, I think that's what they kind of decided on going to. Um, and I'm good with whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, 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 there's some great guys. I mean, I was really like, cause in a lot of football things, like all the camps I've gone to, all these guys really have bad attitudes, you know what I mean? Because they think if they, they act all hard and, like, they don't smile and they're all mean, they're going to look cooler. But um, we kind of already passed that um, chapter with uh, our group of commits. I mean, we're all laughing and stuff like that, joking with each other, and really able to form those bonds that I think are important for the, for the team in general. Have you been getting involved in any of the uh, peer recruiting then? Mm, I can't say. I mean, I, um, I like all the um, – all the scholarship tweets, <laughs> but I haven't, um, I haven't really jumped on that boat. I have, um, I have a few friends of mine that I think are going to try to be walk-ons to Nebraska just cause I'm, I'm going there and a lot of my friends really want to follow me up. But I mean, um, I'm not, I'm definitely going to start kind of getting into that. I've have been, um, slowly edging my toe into the water of that. Cause I mean, there are some guys that I really want to be on the team. Like there's a, of course being offensive line, I like to see who they're recruiting offensive line wise. And there's some pretty big guys that I think could help us out. I mean, um, I've been liking their stuff. I think the next step I'm going to maybe like direct message them off Twitter or something like that to kind of see, kind of see where they're at in their recruiting. So, awesome. Uh, do you plan on taking any more official visits, or are you just going to shut down the recruitment completely? Well, I've, I haven't. 
I've been shut, shut down my recruiting because, I mean, football is kind of a, um, a crazy thing the way it works. I mean, I don't want to have any – I don't want to burn any bridges, so to speak, but I definitely am not planning on going on any other um, bridges. I think I think Nebraska is really my um, my home, and that's, that's what really sold me there. I went through there, and everything about Nebraska, like there was no parts of me that was like, ooh, like there's no coach that said something like that kind of struck me as like, oh, I don't really want to be here. I mean, everything they said, they're like respectful of their players – as much as a coach can be, you know what I mean? But, I mean, everything about Nebraska has really, really sold me so far. The fan base is, like, I've never I've never seen a, a college fan base as strong as Nebraska's. Um, it's wild. I love it. Um, it's really nice. Uh, uh, all right, one last question for you. Oh, one last question oh, sorry. for me. Uh, we talked about your relationship with uh, the current players and the recruits. How's your how's your relationship with Greg Austin and some of the other coaches and Ryan Held? I know he's been kind of a big recruiter for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, coach, first Coach Austin, um, uh, Coach Austin was the one that offered me and everything. He came down to Leesville High School um, to see me and everything. Um, he met. I, I hang out with the um, this fed group of chill, kids in my school because they, they I really love hanging out with them. They're really funny kids, um, and we'll, I'll hang out with them and like kind of just sit at their table during lunch and stuff like that. And there's a kid with, um, with I think, autism and um, a little bit of Down syndrome. I don't really know the mix exactly, but um, we, he likes to be called Flash because he thinks he has super speed. And um, we'll race all the time and stuff like that. And Coach Austin met him. And um, the way he communicated with um, Flash um, was really heart heartwarming. Um, and he still asked me how Flash is doing and everything. So, I mean, it was it was really nice to see, to see that. Um, but me and Coach Austin, we, we FaceTimed a few times. We um, we talked about every week um, on the phone, um, asked me how I'm doing. Um, Coach Held, we text regularly. Um, just kind of checks up on me, see how I'm doing, um, keeps that communication open. And me and Coach Frost, we've talked a few times on the phone um, and in that time in person. Um, and I'll text him little updates. Like before I announced it, you wanted me to tell him, so I told him that and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, um, for the most part, it's a very strong – a very strong relationship I have with the coaches. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. Cause I mean, there was also some smaller schools that were recruiting me and I'd go to their junior day or something like that. And like the head coach would just like not even see me. <laughs> and it was kind of like a, well, then I'd go to Nebraska, which is a giant, a giant program. And um, Co- Co- coach Frost takes about an hour just to sit down and talk with me. So, I mean, um, I'd say they're pretty strong relations. Awesome. All right, Matthew, final question. And we'll let you get out of here. Uh, what is the one thing that people don't know about you that they should know about you? Um, I've answered I've answered that I've answered that question a few times. So every time I have to kind of think of a new, a new <laughs> thing, because people figure out that one. Um, I think I, I, I do like to um, I like to really um, stress my um, physicality and um, aggressiveness aggressive nature on the field and that switch. But I mean I, I'm definitely a huge um, I love humor and joking around, and laughing. Um, and I mean, as serious as I am on the field, I do kind of, I do kind of have a little bit of a funny streak to me. Um, so I mean, probably that I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty funny guy. I don't know what else, um, <laughs> what else I'm going to say when I'm asked that question again. <laughs> so we have to start thinking in advance. You, you need to start getting more hobbies. So you need to figure out some things to do so you can answer that question more. Cause there'll be plenty more interviews, man. Oh, yeah. Thank you Just very there. much. Thank All you. Right. Thank you for your time. We look forward to seeing you in red. Go Big Red. Sure. Go Big Red. Right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. There you have it. Great interview. 
Big thanks to John Sweetland for setting that interview up for us. Uh, thoughts on the interview, Tyler? What a great kid. Um, you know, it, you've, one thing that you know that Scott Frost is looking for in this commitment and this class is character. And gosh, he sure has it. I mean, he seems like a really good kid, has his head on his shoulders right. He's humble. Um, he, he is going to be a great addition to this class. Absolutely. Derek? Very polite kid. I, I was very impressed with him. He was fun to talk to. Uh, he seems like he's going to be a good kid to play. I, I hope the best for him. I hope he has a big senior year. And if you're, listen- and if you're listening to that, Matthew, keep in touch. Let us know how your senior year is going, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I loved his energy. It was great. Okay, guys, let's uh, get out of here. But before we do, it's last call. Last call to you, Tyler. So my last call is on Tyreek Henderson. And for Husker fans out there that don't know that name, he is a three-star cornerback that recently attended uh, Nebraska's Friday Night Lights, who became kind of the star of the camp as a video went viral of a play where he seemingly choked a guy on a defensive background. Um, this this clip has gotten national attention from even Mike Golick, and I think it is the most overblown thing that I've seen. You know, this was the first play of scrimmage for him. He may have got a little bit aggressive, for, but for the fans out there that are call, calling this kid a thug or saying it's a cheap shot or, you know, Golick having the audacity to say that's not great technique, like, give this kid a break. He was playing aggressive, and I could definitely think a lot of Nebraska corners could use a little bit more aggressiveness. Derek? Yeah, I mean, he looked like he was trying to block a little bit. He got his hands a little high. It didn't look anything intentional. I, I mean, kind of threw the kid down. The key, helped the kid back up, dusted his butt off for him, and they went on with their business. Like, I mean, for everybody getting so butthurt about this, I mean, the kid that got thrown down didn't seem to mind. So what's it matter? Who cares? Well, it's certainly one play that he would love to take back because one play like that, blowing up like that, it's just really not fair to him. They didn't show all the other great plays he made that day. But, all right, last call to you, Derek. All right, so I read an article uh, yesterday that now Riker Fife is uh, doing the Steve Calhoun movement and trying to be his own personal quarterbacks coach. It seems how we had this discussion earlier. I thought it was uh, meaningful to bring this up. He's going to do it in the Omaha area, and he's thinking he's going to get paid. I can't see a lot of quarterbacks going to talk to him. Nothing against Riker Fife, but I don't know. I just don't see a lot of kids going after advice from him. But hey, I thought he was a hope, best for the kid. I hope, I hope the best for him. You know, I, I thought I thought he was a good quarterback at Nebraska. You know, he he wasn't great by no means. You know, but there was times where a lot of people were calling for Riker Fife to enter the game. We did that ourselves. I was, I was one of them, that's for sure. Yeah. So, you know, he had a couple bad games, the Purdue game, which uh, didn't work out very well for him, for him. But other than that, you know, I'm rooting for him. Tyler? Well, I'm rooting for him, too. And, Justin, you mentioned people were calling for him. And I remember having to listen to you two knuckleheads so much like, <laughs> just give the guy a few snaps. You can't be any worse than Tommy Armstrong. So, yeah, and agree that. or disagree. Uh, you know, go make that money, right? Go make that money. Absolutely. Just before before you move on, you talk about that Purdue game, and that was probably his worst game. Was probably an average game for for Tanner Lee. So, oh, 
Too soon. Too hey, you soon, know what? Soon. Tanner Lee's in the NFL. True. Riker Fife is going to wish to get that, that NFL money. That's why he's coaching quarterbacks. <laughs> All right. My last call goes out to Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher Archie Bradley, who just revealed in a recent interview that he was uh, in the bullpen getting ready to face the next pitcher, and he had to pee real quick. And so he hurried to pee and accidentally pooped his pants in the process and still ran out to take the mound to face that pit, to face that batter. That is dedication right there for him. Gross, but kind of funny, guys. Tyler? Justin, only you would bring up a story about some, a guy pooing himself. Uh, unfortunately, I feel like you can relate to what he went through there. Uh, yeah, I, that's a gross story. <laughs> Derek? Oh, Tyler, you're right. I mean, that's, that's dedication. And Justin, we've had so many poo your pants stories from you. It's it's almost sad, really. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: Would you, you admit to that on an interview? No, but I also no! probably, I probably wouldn't have went out and pitched either because I can only imagine what the chafing would have been between sweating and poo in your pants. Do you think and, he invented a special pitch? <laughs> and, and, and there goes the episode. We had a great interview, and with the poo, the chafe, and the sweat, it is officially done. So well, let's get out of here, Justin. Yeah, let's at least hope a few people got a few laughs out of it anyway. All right. Hey, it was a great show anyway, guys. Big thanks to uh, Offensive Line Commit Matthew Anderson. Thank you for joining us. And uh, how about a shout out to Flash? Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. You can find all of our episodes on Podbean and on iTunes. Make sure you check out HuskerHype.com for the latest in Husker news and all of our stuff there. Uh, on behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. And as always, go Big Red. Go Big Red! Go Big Red. <laughs>